it, it's something that needs to be solved and it seems very very plausible and very solvable but nobody has done it so far afternoon it is november the 4th at 12 o'clock in the afternoon and it means that it is time for a new two tokens webinar my name is Olivier Rieke and i'll be the host of today's webinar and we're going to talk about the update of the digital notary use case of the two tokens foundation and i won't be doing that by myself i've got uh, two guests here at the table being uh, marlene Evert and quintus willemsen welcome Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great that you are back at the table and hopefully online later on during this presentation or during this webinar, uh, Rainier van der Drift will join and hopefully uh, the technical um, boundaries will be solved by the time he needs to um, uh, step in. So uh, we've got three very good guests at the table who can give you the update with regards to the digital notary use case. And what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about the following elements. First, we're going to talk a little bit about the mission of two tokens and the digital notary use case in a specific. Uh, we're going to talk about the problem, the current status of the use case, um, the two models uh, we're going to discuss with regards to the digital notary. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the technology. Uh, technology stream or in other words how can we implement workflow methodology uh, blockchain based and this is specifically where Rainier is going to talk about and obviously the next steps of the use case and some final remarks but before we do so I do want to point out that this is a live webinar meaning that you can ask any questions to either Merlane, uh, Quintus or Rainier and please do so by adding your question to the chat I'll keep an eye on the chat and I'll pose these questions to either three of them to see if we can really uh, challenge their, their, their knowledge in this regards. Although I have <laughs> no doubt whatsoever they will be able to answer it. But before we're going to do so, um, I first want to, to trigger some interaction with you by asking you a poll question. And hopefully the technology works here as well. Yes, I'll share it right now. So please give me your answer what is your role i am a researcher or developer i am a banker i'm a regulator uh, regulator or a lawyer a civil servant with the government or an entrepreneur and please click uh, uh, on the answer to to post the answer and i can see it live over here in the meanwhile um it's been a while since we had the last uh, webinar with regards to um digital notary and without going into all the details a lot of work has been been done so far right yes so <clears throat> i would say so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely and uh it is a truly a a, a multidisciplinary team working together again who were the partners involved in this in this use case yeah it, it, it's it's a fairly multidisciplinary team we, we have partners well as in uh, marlene and exchange and uh, and, and share council but it's a, it's surrounded by uh, law firms by um, uh, notaries, <laughs> notaries um, mainly um, a technical uh, specialists on blockchain technical specialists, but also non-blockchain technical specialists, uh, regulatory specialists. So it's a fairly wide range of um, of, of people we have put together um, because we saw that 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 it's. It, it's something that needs to be solved and it seems very very plausible and very solvable but nobody has done it so far and it seems by that's by the lack of knowledge being combined 
Yeah. No. All right. Uh, great, great to hear. And it's always yeah. good to have to have multidisciplinary teams here. Yeah. yeah um, that's, what's nice yeah. about it is that it's super practical. Everybody is yeah. like really doing their part of, of, of the chain. And um, just with the idea of like having it finished by the end of this, uh, this whole uh, this track. Track. Yeah. 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 In the meanwhile, we have the answers coming in. And uh, thank you very much for your participation in this regards. Uh, we're not going to throw all these kind of uh, questions to you. But again, uh, please ask questions to us if you have any questions with regards to the digital military use case. 30% is a researcher or developer. 30% is an entrepreneur. And the rest are almost evenly spread amongst the okay. other answers. Uh, but let's get started because we've got Absolutely. lots of ground uh, to, to cover today. And um, uh, first of all, uh, what was the mission? What was the, yeah. the goal? What Good point. Yeah, we thought we we build up this this uh, small webinar again. Okay, go back. Why did we start it again? What did we actually do so far? Um, what did we reach so far? What are we gonna do afterwards? And eventually we'll, we'll finalize with with those next steps as you as you said and what were we doing again we have a mission the a mission of creating one digital journey for the entrepreneurs and then mainly focused on incorporation of an entity to trading the shares which means have a digital uh, shareholder register have a digital way of uh, of signing deeds of um, uh, setting up deeds even setting up contracts so it's, it's a wider range, but the main thing is creating one digital journey for the entrepreneur of incorporation to exchange. All right. And it's it's a great mission, but obviously there should be a problem uh, underneath it that you want to solve with this regard. So what was the, the, the problem that you guys wanted to solve with, with this use case? Yeah, I think one of the main problems I have as an entrepreneur is that I have multiple uh, entities, multiple uh, companies, and I have all these paper the shareholder registers that always get lost. Mm -hmm. And um, apart from like making sure that you have them in the right place at the right moment as well, uh, you constantly need to go to the to the notary uh, if if you want to undertake any steps if you're growing as a as a um, as an entrepreneur. And next to that, it's like when you start a company um, with the knowledge that I think we have being uh, being around there for a little bit longer, there there are certain things that I wish I would have known um, yeah. as yeah. to how to structure your company for growth. But if I would have known that 10 years ago, it would significantly simplify, uh, have simplified my journey as an entrepreneur. So we basically did both, digitizing the shareholders uh, register and making sure that you have a company which is ready for growth and scalable from a governance uh, point of view, from a legal point of view. And and, and, and it, it strikes me, you say these registers get lost or it's hard to find them, hard to keep up to date. Where are they kept then? Right <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think uh, probably 90% of the shareholder rep the registers are still in paper form. Mm -hmm. So where are they kept? In our case, uh, I keep them safe with uh, with one of my uh, uh, my employees that makes sure that they are always in one place. But mm -hmm. before I did that, they, they sometimes got lost and then yeah. you have a problem. So, so, so there... there... So far, there was no central registry for shareholder. Uh, no, no, not if you if you have a BV, then you have your paper registry. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and you still need to update that and, uh, and make sure that it's yeah. 
Yeah, so, so so you clearly had the problem uh, that you want to solve, um, that uh, you want to get rid of the paper-based, old-fashioned way of, of registering it. Yes. And also make the whole process easier and ready for growth in the future. That's that's yeah. that's what you're saying. You, you concur the same? Yeah, that's probably also why Marlene and I um, have been together on this problem, So or, or met each other on this problem so often. But uh, um, I, for myself, see it indeed the, the way to the notary itself as as an obstruction in uh, in in speed of doing these things um, and I do absolutely agree that if I if I would have known exactly how to structure a company earlier on mm -hmm. I would have um, indeed uh, not have ran into so many problems over uh, over time yeah. uh, and and the uh, one last thing we we noticed in this main thing and it's if you look at the slide that is open. Um, uh, it, it, okay, well, first thing is we, we said, okay, by per definition, participation structures should be easily and digitally set up anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, fine, that's that's a European drive for it even. So the European committee has even said you got to do that. But then you get to the thing we really, really realized, what Marlene earlier on already said, all the pieces are there to do it 100% digitally. It's all there, mm -hmm. but it just hasn't been tied together yet. Yeah. It's there. You you can indeed from a distance set up deeds. You can from a distance get this digitally to a notary. You can get it back. You can get your shares in a digital registry, which even uh, allows you to, without a notary deed, move them around. It's all there, but it, nobody has really pieced it all together into one uh, system. That's eventually what we're seeing in the last that these practices had very little attention over the last, I would say, century. Yeah, and I think <laughs> on top of that, um, uh, crowdfunding has really taken uh, a yeah. serious place in how to fund your company. Mm -hmm. And um, um, due to crowdfunding, you often have a lot of shareholders yeah. or, uh, and you have to manage those shareholders. And if you have to do that in your Excel sheet or in your digital, or sorry, in your paper um, shareholder register, uh, you can imagine if you like if you have four or five shareholders, that's doable. But if you have seven hundred or eight hundred, mm -hmm. uh, and one wants to sell their shares, the other one wants to transfer their shares. So all those kind of things that added up to the fact that there is it's time for a digital notary. Uh, it's time to not all the time have to go back to the uh, notary itself physically to make sure that things are happening. Does that mean that the role of the notary is 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 is, is taken away by the digital notary? Absolutely not. No. Mm -hmm. um, point. So the, point. the notary role itself is very important, but we, um, we, we basically have set up the digital notary to uh, automate it, yeah. uh, to make sure that we have the right checks and balances and that where necessary, the, share, the notary role is still incorporated. Um, so uh, yeah, that was a nice journey. But, but but you really make it more efficient from an operational point yeah. of view. So that yeah. that that's that and to, more cost efficient to attest to yeah, yeah to cost efficient to attest to that one. It's such a standardized route that every notary or the, the way to the notary Mac. It's so standardized. It's the same thing every time. How can it be that if something yeah. happens, the same thing over and over again, that we haven't standardized it yet in a in a digital way? So so it's it's basically for you guys a a. a Complete no-brainer. So, 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 yeah. What? So, what's the current status then? So, so, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, so, the first thing we did uh, with this team, put it together, is okay. What are those workflows eventually exactly? From incorporation to trading those shares, having a digital registry, mm -hmm. um, and 
I hope that nobody at home can read uh, the picture that we put in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, by that, you would have uh, a very talented eyesight. But the, the thing is, is to give an overview. We worked through all these workflows. We worked them out and made sure, okay, what is it exactly that we're doing? How standardized is it? And it is extremely standardized. Um, and can we uh, mold this in one digital route? And then we did the first incorporation uh, and transaction on the, on, based on these workflows being able to do all the steps in this workflow all digitally. That was the whole idea, if yeah. we could do that all at once. Then at the same time, um, um, very bright, when Marlene will explain more about it, we dove into, okay, how do we actually uh, set these shares in the central depository and actually figure out, hey, we can, we can do this. And that is something super new in this whole, uh, whole track. Um, and eventually the last uh, start or the current status is with uh, block traces and Rainier is uh, in the call and we'll, we'll introduce this later on. Uh, we started to look, okay, we have all the workflows. We have proven that we can do this all digitally. Can we now link this to one chain, hence a blockchain, to have all these pieces come together, come together and let it work? And if, if I understood correctly, and, and um, uh, this, this led to basically two models that you can explore with regards to the digital notary. Right? Yes, yes. yes. So, so can, very can close to high level discuss it and then marlene more in detail <laughs> yes yes what, yes what are these two models um yeah the, the 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 two models and interestingly enough what you see the two models is basically our two companies next to each other we both have a model that we use that comes so close together and we look at each other constantly okay does this model work or not one is uh, um the dutch uh, foundation model uh, which which we use a lot, and the other one is is the version uh, which you actually always use when you are an NV, so a nameless yeah. entity, a public listed or entity. a publicly listed entity. Um, and I won't introduce more on that. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. give the mic to Marlene. But these are the two models which are on the outside of the spectrum, which interestingly come very close to uh, each other nowadays all right so 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 let's zoom in on these these both both these models and let's start uh, with the first one basically the the bv model if i understand correctly my name so, yeah, so, how, so, how, how so what we, we wanted to set up a digital notary and it's uh, to keep that as uh, close to the existing steps when you set up an entity you go to the notary um um I think most of the entities set up in the Netherlands are BVs, limited companies. Um, and then um, you, after incorporation, uh, you want to automate the transfer of shares. Mm -hmm. When you have a BV, um, up until a few years ago, you first had to offer those shares to, um, or you basically had a blocking um, uh, vote, a vote uh, for when you would sell those shares to others. So that was, was um, uh, legally obliged. Uh, that was taken away. And, and next to that, um, um, it, it was in, impossible due to the fact that it was a limited company to freely transfer those shares to someone else without the use of a notary. Um, so we wanted to set up, a, uh, be able to set up a company um, digitally with the role of a notary involved because you do have the certain checks and balances that are important and then be able to transfer shares in a limited company in a digital way. Um, there already is a model that we, we as an exchange use, but also share council uses, uh, but I think Stephen, um, 
Fuck me, Unilever also uses a stock. So there are multiple uh, publicly listed companies that already use what we call a stock, which mm-hmm. is a foundation which you put in between ABV and the publicly uh, owned securities, in this case, depository receipts, to be able to administrate your ownership uh, model. Um, So you see that in model one, Mm -hmm. Uh, you have company, uh, you have a foundation above the company that holds all the shares or a a part of the shares in the company. And then the the depositor receipts in that foundation are uh, administrated. And those are then freely tradable between the people in the stock? Yes, exactly. Um, So this is a very... Not only in the stock. Also outside. publicly tradable. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's all. Our company is one of the examples of doing 100% through that stock and have it publicly tradable on an exchange. Okay. Yeah. So or uh, it, it doesn't it. even need to be on ex- on an exchange. Anyone who sets up a foundation can make sure that everybody can trade those shares without the use of a notary. So, yeah. and then to automate that and to make sure that you have a a, a UI or a user interface to be able to do that. The share counts is a good example of that um, to be able uh, to do that. However, in that case, you still need that foundation. You still need that stock in the middle to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that is an extra step. So next to setting up your, your BV, you then automatically need to set up your stock. Otherwise, you can't transfer your shares. Um, we wanted to take it a step further. We wanted to get rid of the stock and just make the BV shares themselves tradable. And this is pure from an efficiency point of view, or also that maybe other countries don't understand the stack construction in itself? Uh, yeah, it's it's more efficient. Other countries, it's a, the stock is very Dutch mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, solution. Um, but apart from that, a lot of starting up companies have a shareholder structure. Um, they might have VCs or other uh, angel investors in the beginning. And all these investors are so used to own shares in a company, not yeah. depository receipts, mm-hmm. whereas legally it doesn't really make a difference or should not make a difference. But it's um, by just introducing the stock, sometimes that limits the owner of the company to attract certain investors. Uh-huh. And we don't want that. Mm-hmm. We want it to keep it as similar as to what they are already used to, um, just setting up your BV and just make sure that you can transfer the shares or you can issue new shares as easily as possible in an automated way. Yeah. So to be able to do that, we sort of piggybacked of the public listed companies model. Mm-hmm. And due to the fact that there uh, has been a changing regulation for the BVs uh, with uh, the, the blocking uh, um, arrangements, uh, we can now treat a BV as a an envy in terms of how you can transfer ownership from one holder to the other. Um, And we can do that for a publicly listed company, but we can also do it for a private company, Um, which means that we can basically administrate a private company in the same way as how we normally would administrate a public company. Um, And we do that by entering the shareholder register in the central securities depository and from there on, uh, are able to pick it up and do the administration of that um, shareholder uh, register mm-hmm. and automate it. And by doing that, 
we don't need to go back to the notary all the time. And we can change ownership from one owner to the other owner within a BV. Which obviously usually simplifies the process for Absolutely. end users. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. doesn't mean that you don't have to think about rules. Uh, why, when can you transfer shares? Uh, what, uh, how do you do voting? Uh, how do you uh, treat um, uh, certain blocking uh, things? For example, sometimes you might not want to give uh, externals access to your to your shares. All those kind of things. Those rules need to be incorporated. And for that, the smart contract can very well help work. out and yeah. work. And yeah. do its work. So we combined like what we need to do from a legal point of view into now a um, yeah a, a, a then we're going to yeah basically the the techniques on on what to do. So what does that mean? So now you can enter your whole shareholder register. It doesn't matter how many share classes you have. Mm -hmm. um, you can you can um, enter it your uh, shareholder register into a central securities repository. In our case, that's Euroclear. Mm -hmm. From there on, we can pick it up and um, uh, digitize basically the transfer of ownership in those holdings. And it doesn't matter whether it's one share class, two share classes, or multiple share classes. It doesn't matter whether it's one holder or a thousand holders. Um, as soon as it's in there, we can move things around based on certain rules, um, basically yeah basically set up by the the owner of the company okay okay so that is, it's it's a huge simplification um and basically also what you already said it, it is in, in in a lot of cases just tying the knots together yeah. of what was it was already there there in place it was already there so so, so and 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 driven by by practical um, uh, hurdles that you ran into you thought this is the way to do it. So basically it's creating an end-to-end -end workflow for the digitization of the whole process where yeah. parts of the process was already yeah. digitized. Including deciding on how you want to do this and set this up in the future. So we, together with the notaries, we, we came to a sort of templated um, certificates of incorporation that includes all the agreements that you can possibly make with the shareholder. And then as a, as a, a company holder, you decide, okay, this is how I want to move my company from zero to billions. Okay. Uh, in the meanwhile, I do want to remind you that it is a live webinar. So you can ask any questions you have with this regards to either Merlene or Quintus or to Rainier, because that is going to be the next speaker uh, who is online uh, right now. And uh, you can unmute yourself right now, Rainier, because you're going to talk a little bit more about the practical implementations uh, with regards to setting up workflows in, in, in a blockchain-based environment based on a use case called the Humanitarian passport, right? It seems like we've lost the connection for a little bit. Yeah, uh, thank you, Said, for uh, your comment. No sound. We we experienced the same problem in this regards. We are reconnecting to uh, Renier right now, and hopefully he's gonna join um, us in a second. So in the meanwhile, let's let's stay here in the studio. Well, the, the, the and, and and the question that I oh, had yeah. um, uh, is is what was the biggest hurdle so far you ran into during this use case? Was mm. it defining the workflows, uh, letting people work together, or was it more on a technical perspective? Um, probably on all sides of those. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, you're still working with a bunch of entrepreneurs uh, that are constantly trying to solve well, real problems in real life. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> you, on a daily basis, run into it. But I do think one of the main 
um, things when there was really a, a hooray moment in in the group is one when when Marlene came back and says yes it actually is possible yeah. I actually I spoke to the central security deposit and yes we mm -hmm. we actually can do that that's basically then a moment that was the moment where, where Steve Jobs came back to Apple and said hey I actually found a printer company that has touch screens. <laughs> their printers can't we put that into a phone oh you really know how to make this and, he, and, and, and they said yeah we can do that well we all know the history of that so that that, that was i think a very big hurdle to yeah uh, for, i think for me it's like how do you make it as because if you automate or digitize things then you you basically the the counterpart of it that uh, is that it becomes rigid mm -hmm. and that you yeah. um yeah. that you get limited in all your options that you have so how do we set up a model that still has the flexibility as if you would do it just manually. Yeah. And um, meaning sitting down with a, a notary, discussing how you would go through the steps, et cetera. So that is, I think, a challenge. Uh, right now we have a template, like the ideal template. Does that mean that in the future you can um, change the rules of setting up your company? Yeah, that should be possible. I think that is one of the challenges. How do you make yeah. sure that you, all those paths, all those options that you can have, if you do it in a, just a manual discussion with, uh, or a one-to-one -one discussion with, with the notary, how can you in, incorporate that? Yeah, and I think that's, uh, as a last add-on to that one, you started with explaining about the templates. Don't forget, we, we are still looking at those two models that we have. And there is a whole lot of templates in that, uh, in that middle ground. Um, and there are very little people in the Netherlands, and even in Europe, I would, I would uh, defend, mm -hmm. who actually know everything about this, what we're doing, who actually know all the rules and know all the templates that are possible. And there's yeah. a few amongst us right now, and Verlaine and I and a few others around us are, are, are a few of them, but that is a lot of work. Yeah. to figure out how that is put together. And and, and, and I'm, I'm quite curious because you are working together also with notaries. How, how, they, yeah. how are they looking at this? Because maybe yeah. they see work diminishing, maybe it's a relief for them, maybe it's a threat for them. It's a... No, I think also one of the aims that we had is that every notary can use this yeah. model. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the role of the notary still hasn't, uh, it's still there. It's still an important role. And the notary can either choose to still do it in the old-fashioned way or use the digital work stream. Okay. Um, yeah, so, so the response so far, especially for the newer notaries, uh, they embrace it. They love it. Okay. So, uh, ah, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, at least we have um, um, Renier back in sound right now. Yes. So, yes. So, so not in view, but at least in sound. Uh, Renier, can you hear us right now? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? So, so please, please talk us a little bit through the humanitarian passport project you've been working on. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, let, let me take you on where we stand at the moment. So, basically, we are going to use two techniques um, uh, and two modeling techniques to make sure that in a proper way we design the smart contracts and in a proper way we yeah, basically blockchain is a sort of middleware because we have to connect to all kinds of systems um, that, that we probably uh, model uh, the whole workflow with the blockchain uh, in it. Mm -hmm. So the first technology uh, methodology we are going to use is the E3 value uh, method. And basically that's an ecosystem uh, modeling technique where uh, 
basically you design the whole ecosystem um, and you take for a certain part uh, the, the uh, trusted third party, in this case, the notary out of that ecosystem. And then the whole value uh, uh, chain changes um, and the whole value exchange. And we need to model that. And in case of, you heard Marlene saying, okay, this is typically a good use case for a smart contract. And um, in, in the normal way, uh, a, a notary uh, basically uh, does the escrow part when you sell your, your, uh, your shares. And in this case, the escrow part will be taken over by the blockchain technology, where basically the blockchain holds uh, uh, the stuff in escrow, the shares and, and the money, and basically settles when the conditions are met. And you have to model that. We did a similar uh, uh, use case where a lot of personal identifiable information is used in case of uh, safety children. Um, and the, the whole uh, workflow and systems is in uh, the presentation and we will probably send you the presentation afterwards. I will just take two slides out of that uh, presentation uh, uh, so that you have a feel of how that worked. Uh, basically here, the use case was to make sure we have a, a GDPR compliant onboarding system and with Save the Children onboards around 10 million volunteers globally uh, every year and in case of Save the Children you want to prevent that you uh, yeah, send a child molester to a crisis area uh, uh, or uh, so you have a very strict onboarding process with all kinds of checks, uh, DBS checks, uh, credentials checks, and you name it. So a lot of personal information is shared. And we designed the whole onboarding process in such a way that the volunteer stays in control of its own personal um, information and uh, stepwise is giving persons in the onboarding process the right to view that data. And, and uh, 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 Renier, there, there, there is uh, a question from, um, in, in this case, uh, Joanne de Jong. And uh, I do concur with her question as well, because this is typically also my part of expertise. Do, we, do you use SSI for this, this, this passport? Uh, no, we don't. And, and, and the reasoning behind that? Um, basically, this is a trial um, where their goal is, that, you know, the problems they fee uh, face if they issue um, a, a, a volunteer is onboarded and sent off to a crisis area, for instance, in Asia or whatever. Uh, it can be the case that at the border, their passport is taken. Yeah, uh, to make sure that, that they go out of the country, etc., etc. So how do you prove um, once they arrive at the camp that a man or woman is who we say he is? So basically at the end of the process, we capture biometric. In this case, it's, it's a palm vein recognition. 
and we are able to retrieve the original uh, uh, copy of the passport um, so that the people can make a uh, yeah a face-to-face -face check um, so that 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 is the whole uh, use case around that okay so, um, so, so so back to the workflow yeah back to the workflow yeah. so if you do the next slide so how do you model um how do you model it in such a way that it's clear for the business in what is happening and what the uh, added value in this case of the blockchain is so we use iris workflow for that um so and you see the various swim lanes and one of the swim lanes in this case is the is the blockchain um or in this case the timeless blockchain but could be any other blockchain uh and here you see all the steps that are yeah going through that process and from here you derive also the smart contracts in case of safe the children we also use the blockchain to encrypt and to decrypt uh and to create a whole other trail so who uh decrypted what at what time and uh, is there permission and for how long and uh, so what what might be nice for for the ones that are looking into the, when you presented this to me uh near what the sparked my interest immediately is if you in this swim in these swim lanes replace the top swim lane with an entrepreneur wanting to set up a business yeah. then you have the blockchain uh swim lane and then the uh, third swim lane is basically the notary or the the regulators that need to do something the fourth swim lane are systems that need to well, save data, collect data, or give data Correct. back. Like that is immediately what sparked the, the my interest in that. I thought it was this brilliant way of uh, of making the next steps because we have all this information. The last part now is to put this uh, put this together. Yeah. yeah so basically, at at this moment, we are uh, recruiting um, uh, people from the University of Amsterdam um, to help us uh, modeling the system and. Uh, after we we have version one, uh, we will start coding. Yeah, so it is uh, modeling the system of the digital notary, right? Exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will spare you, Oliver, all the other uh, <laughs> all the other slides. But uh, if if the people want to download the presentation afterwards, all those slides are in there, and you can see the whole. Yeah, a journey that that uh, saved children did. So, so one question from 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 my side: um, what what are your experience so far? What are the biggest hurdles you ran into when working on this project? Uh, for me, or in general? In general. Yeah, I, th I think you know. In in general. Um, the notary world is is a very traditional world and um, on one hand blockchain has the capability to uh, extremely automate a lot of the work they are doing yet uh, not all regulation is is are already in place and fit for purpose um, but I spoke to many notaries, also very large corporate notaries, and uh, 
sometimes it's very hard for them to get their head around um, on one hand how the technology really works um, how we can prove electronically um, that that the system can be trusted um, so i think that is that is one of the biggest hurdles on the other hand the the notary as an institution um, yeah has to transform and they they will move up higher in the value chain where a lot of the work they're doing now is so standardized that it you can question yourself whether or not um, uh, yeah it's 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 still from yeah these days right well and, said <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that is that is the biggest hurdle, and yeah. you need them, uh, but they will move up higher in the value chain. Okay, so so we're we're gonna see if if we can uh, use this 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 workflow modeling etc. in exactly. the uh, digital notary use case as well. That is the, the the plan that we are working towards, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, uh, Rainier, for 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 your your um, uh, your input here and 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 your explanation how that works. And and I'm very curious how it's going to be integrated into the notary uh, or digital notary use case. In the meanwhile, we had a question from uh, Rike. Rike, thank you very much for that one. And I'll, I'll pass it on to Marlene, I guess, in, in this uh, this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, is there a write-up of how the new setup and templates um, deal with governance in the BV? So how voting yeah. rights are set up, etc. Yeah, so th there is a, a certain flexibility in that, of course, because some persons or some companies want to uh, give voting rights to their shareholders, some, uh, some don't. Um, and that flexibility should be there because otherwise the, the model becomes too rigid. So you still are in control of how you want your governance to work. However, we did take the back best practices for ourselves to say like, okay, there are certain things that you should think of, like, for example, that um, everything that you would normally incorporate into a shareholder um, agreement, um, just try to incorporate it as much as we can into the certificates of incorporation, which is something that's not often done, mm -hmm. uh, but it significantly simplifies your company, it simplifies the agreements you have with all your owners and if you if you organize that well from the beginning then it helps you basically grow uh, towards the future instead of like having uh, agreements with one shareholder here the next shareholder there etc so uh, we took that into account but still it's 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 up to the entrepreneur the company owner uh, or the founder to decide how he he or she wants his governance to work um, so the flexibility remains there, whether you want to allow um, 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 voting rights or not. Um, the ability to participate in shareholder meetings, mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. Yeah, and and just for for my understanding, yeah, we are um, uh, obviously uh, starting this project from the, from the two tokens foundation from yeah. a tokenization yeah. perspective. Yeah, is it then that we're truly tokenizing the shares or the? Uh, yeah, so we're tokenizing yeah. multiple things. We're tokenizing yeah. the shares. Mm -hmm. but also um, the, the, workflow the workflows themselves. So yeah. which agreements have been made, which are attached to that specific share. Suppose that you have a share with voting right, for example, that, that could have a different 
set of agreements attached to it, then, mm. uh, then uh, uh, the non-voting shares, or if an agreement changes in the future, then that needs to be updated um, for that specific share. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a huge step forward because normally yeah. you all, yeah, you, you never know which version, yeah, you should know, but in practical, you see that you're never 100% guaranteed that you're looking at the last set of rules. And mm -hmm. now it's it's always incorporated in, the, in that security itself. So we're tokenizing the securities and all the rules that are, or the governance or the rules that are attached to that specific security, which is for us a new step. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, another question from Rieke and, and uh, Rieke, thank you very much for that. And a final reminder for everybody who is watching us yeah. at the moment. If you have any questions, please type them in. But uh, Rieke, thank you very much. Um, uh, Follow-up questions. Are these templates open source or already open source? Gonna, are they going to be open source? The, yeah, the templates for the for our best solution, yeah. so that with with our experience, uh, with what we run into in our day-to-day -day jobs, those will be open and free free to use for everybody who uses the digital notary. Mm -hmm. um, but again, um, yeah, we always leave room for flexibility to to make it your own um, uh, situation. But again, if you then want to make it want to do it digitally then and you want to do it standardized and so the, so the, there's there's always a sort of limitation the more flexibility you have and uh, that might not be possible from the beginning in the digital notary works stream mm -hmm. yeah. but our our proposal our best proposed structure will be open source and available for everyone okay yeah. so uh, right now we worked on the uh, workflows uh, drawing them out and uh, see if it could work that we was the worked, first big hurdle yeah, yeah. absolutely and we worked on the two models and we're now looking at how we can uh, really translate it into a blockchain-based workflow exactly. so, so 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 what are the next steps then yeah good question uh, there's there's a few things coming together here and it's not too big um but the the main next thing is exactly what Reinier just uh, explained, molding this into uh, those workflows into the, the blockchain system so that we can actually start executing it. But before we do that, or before we get to that point, we're actually basically right now finalizing uh, a report on the current project status and everything we did so far. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that two, two tokens really, uh, don't forget two tokens indeed, as you said, it's, it's an open source community. It's, it's an open source research we're doing. We need to, a report on that as well. We want to do that. So that's what we're working on right now. Um, the next step is what Rainier also explained. We're, we're right now recruiting uh, to set up these workflows on a blockchain-based system, build the future uh, uh, research uh, or build up future research um, uh, and execution based on, the, on, on, the, on what Rainier already explained. So build that system. Uh, and eventually after that, we'll come back to everybody again on the webinar and say, okay, this was the report that we had, this research we did on the blockchain, this is actually what we built, and now it's effectively working, this is what it looks like. And with regards to, to, to timelines, when can we expect the first live experiments in this regards? Do, do we have any idea with that regards? Well, in practical, we are already testing the whole yeah. streams. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, as we speak um, this week, uh, the first BV Limited Company is going to be entered into uh, the uh, Central Securities Depository. Mm -hmm. um, we've made all the preparations right now, and now we're incorporating that BV. Um, 
but that's just one little step in this whole um, uh, in this whole chain. So it's basically oh, don't, don't uh, forget we also tested indeed getting uh, uh, the information yeah. digitally to the notary, getting yeah. those things signed, getting it back in the yeah. right way, having the template set up. So that's, that's all we're working with it. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but I think um, what what's the final step? So to be able that every every step of all these um, uh, steps in the whole process is written to the blockchain, um, that you have a user interface where you can start your company, uh, that you can see your shareholder register, uh, that you can monitor the transfers, etc. Um, yeah, I think that will take us a couple of uh, months to finalize that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, each every time we are, we're gonna be up here, we will be one step further. So we proved that it can work from a legal point of yep. view. We now need to make sure that it's tokenized and into the blockchain because we can already do it on a, on a, a central database and we already can do it on all different kinds of places, but this is not our aim for two tokens. We wanna tokenize it. We wanna build it into, build it on a, uh, yeah, decentralized environment mm -hmm. uh, and actually need to do that. So I think, yeah, the most work right now is, is for, for block tracers. Mm -hmm. to glue together everything that we have come up with and, and make sure that we can uh, yeah, manage it in such a way in our systems. Okay, well said. Yeah. All right. Um, that uh, brings us surely but slowly to the end of this webinar already. Time flies. Um, so if you have any questions, please let me know uh, right now because then I can still pass them on to either Marlene or Quintus or even Renier because I think he's still in. Um, but if you don't have any more questions, um, then I want to point out the last few things uh, being that uh, if you want to have more information with regards to the digital notary use case, you can go to twotokens.org or to digitalnotary.nl. And besides that, the Two Tokens Foundation does more tokenization use cases projects. Uh, so digital, digital notary is one of them. Uh, the other ones are with regards to invoice tokenization and also to energy tokenization. And we're going to have uh, webinars with regards to these use cases in the uh, coming weeks. So uh, next week, November the 11th at three o'clock, we're going to do a webinar where we're going to explain more about the, um, uh, the invoice token use case that we are working on. And the 25th of November uh, at one o'clock, uh, we're going to have a energy token use case webinar. So um, please join us uh, during those webinars. And uh, uh, as there are no more questions, I do want to thank Rainier from um, uh, a distance in this regards, uh, <laughs> from being online and joining us. And also, I obviously want to thank uh, Marlene and Quintus for your input and answering the questions and giving uh, an update on where we stand. And um, uh, judging by the enthusiasm that you guys are broadcasting in this regard, uh, I do believe that we are really onto sim uh, something in simplifying the whole process for the end users in the end. And that is where it all started as far as I can remember. Still the aim. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much. Thank you. And especially thank you for watching and join us during the next webinar next week at three o'clock with regards to invoice tokenization. Thank you very much.